This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Thanks for being with us this morning. Continuing with the open line, we're talking civic politics uh, with the announcement this past week that Vancouver will be getting a new mayor in the next civic election. And also this idea that's uh, been floated. We've talked about it before, and Daniel Fontaine flagged me to a blog post he wrote about uh, the idea of maybe bringing in fixed terms for politicians. And uh, we just listened as well, Tim Stevenson saying part of the reason he's not going to be running again is because he's been doing the job for 16 years. Time for some fresh blood on council. So what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts about Vancouver getting a new mayor, about uh, the state of the city city and where it stands uh, right now, whether you live in Vancouver or elsewhere? And our listening audience would love to hear from you this morning. Uh, Let's check in with Dave. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Jill. As usual, great program. And hallelujah, yes. You know, Mike Klassen, A to Z, why he's the worst mayor that I can recall. And I go back to the 50s. uh, Fred Hume was the first mayor I remember. And you know, as an urban geographer, I, I, I can't describe just how he has, as you pointed out, people like yourself wanting to lead the city because of what he did. And you know, the thing that really got to me at the end, though, is the fact that this guy, I always welcome people to my city, and particularly what are the, you know, the particular uh, cause or belief or whatever, and especially religious leaders, and whether it be Buddhist, Catholic, you know, the Pope coming to town, uh, Muslim. I would welcome them. And this individual, along with Tim Stevenson, who you had on there, didn't want Franklin Graham to come to town. This is the son of Billy Graham, who's a confidant to Republican-Democrat presidents for decades. And I don't tolerate this uh, bigots. And that's basically what these guys ended up being. So good riddance to Gregory, and I'm looking forward to a new mayor. And I totally agree that, you know, we'll give credit to these people for their work, their dedication, etc. But... Have a term limit. We can't have people that are on 20, 30, 40 years as politicians. All right. I mean, All right, Dave. You've been you've been almost 40 years, though, calling into radio talk shows. So uh, I'm going to leave it at that. And I appreciate uh, the call. Although I would say the Franklin Graham uh, incident, uh, I would put that very low on the list of issues in the city of Vancouver. But thank you for your call. Always appreciate when Dave calls in. Uh, let's check in with Ed. Good morning. Yeah, I'm not so sure about term limits. But what I would like to put a fix on is... Uh, the amount that our taxes go up each year. You, you alluded to the fact that it goes up to twice the rate of inflation and population increase. This has been going on for 20 years, and not just in Vancouver, in all the municipalities. I don't know how it's done, Jill, but if they had a tax uh, or a law passed that they cannot increase our property taxes more than the rate of inflation, then that would limit the amount of money going into the cesspool on all municipalities where they can just spend the money you know, without, without any really accountability. And that would, then when you limit the money they can spend, then that forces them to put forth proper agenda as to how those money should be spent. Uh, I completely agree with you. And in this latest, uh, the the 4.2 property tax hike in Vancouver, and when uh, Raymond Louis went at the very last minute and pushed it up from the 3.9, which was what residents were told, I was so angered. And I think a lot of residents completely offended by that. Because you know what? If it was my personal house, I'd be looking at other ways where I could save money and find that money that was needed. You don't just push forward another property tax increase under residents who are many are struggling with affordability and are struggling to make ends meet. Well, it's, 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 as I say, it's an insult to our intelligence of how they're managing our money. We're just giving them this constant, you know, 
So it's like we're controlled by the mafia because, and I, you know, there has to be a way to limit. I mean, if this was a, if this was the province or the provincial government doing that, they'd be blown out of office uh, in two days. But municipality, I don't know what it takes, but something has to come from somewhere, a direction that where because well, what do the people do? Yeah. All right, Ed, good question. Thank you for the phone call. Appreciate that. We're talking civic politics and whether you live in Vancouver or whether you live in one of the other municipalities or cities, a couple of things. In Vancouver, specifically, we were talking about the fact that there will be a new mayor in the next election, but also talking about fixed terms. Would you like to see a two-term limit or a three-term limit for politicians? Some, and again, in no way am I suggesting that it's not a tough job. I agree with everybody in that uh, who says that we should be grateful that people run for office. I think we absolutely should. But is there an expiration date for politicians? Star 9898 on your cell phone, 604-280-9898 and 1-877-399-9898 is a free call for you. Uh, I mentioned I wanted to share uh, a bit of audio with you, and this is from the interview that Gregor Robertson did with John McComb on the John McComb show the day after the announcement was made that he was not going to be seeking a fourth term, that he had decided he would not be seeking a re-election. Take a listen to this. Do you think that the housing crisis has, in effect, left you unelectable in Vancouver? Oh, no, not at all. I, you know, quite the opposite. I, I feel uh, it's kind of going against my competitive nature to not run again. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, I've been elected three times with those consistent priorities of uh, focusing on affordable housing and rental housing in particular, uh, because those of us who are lucky enough to own a place uh, and bought into the market uh, years ago, uh, we're doing fine. And we've, you know, we've had a huge windfall from the increase. Well, that's a a lot of wealth. Good for you. Take a listen to that one more time. Because uh, those of us who are lucky enough to own a place uh, and bought into the market uh, uh, years ago, uh, we're doing fine, and we've you know we've had a huge windfall from the increase. Well, that's a lot of, good, a lot of wealth. Good for you. It's unfortunate, isn't it, that the current mayor of Vancouver considers housing to be a windfall? Those of us who bought in years ago are doing fine. Talk about losing the pulse, losing the pulse of your city, not being able to read the crowd. There are many people in this city who were fortunate enough to buy in years ago, and they're not doing fine. And part of that is because you raise property taxes by 4.2%. You feel like that's nothing, that people can afford to do that. They're not doing fine. And it's not a windfall. Where, where is the windfall? People have mortgages that they work very hard to pay. The only windfall is if you sell your home and leave the city. And then where do you go? It's unfortunate that the current mayor looks at housing as a windfall. I look at housing, the one where I live, as my home. And I would like to stay there. And I would like to be able to afford to do that. It's not a windfall. It's my home. It's the place where I live. And it's unfortunate that uh, he thinks that it's a windfall and we're all doing fine. Uh, let's go to one more call before we have to take a break. Uh, John on the open line. Good morning. Yes, good morning, Jill. How are you? Good. How about you? I'm not bad. I've lived in Vancouver all my life. And quite frankly, I have found this mayor to be very, very upsetting with not only shoving everything down our throats, which I have not appreciated. You know, the bike lanes are so wide, it's cost us lots of money in this city. And I frankly don't like his 
uh, shove it down, you know, just the way he's gone about things. Uh, I'm glad he's leaving. That's about all I can say about it. I think we'll be better off uh, without him, to be quite frank and honest with you. All right. All right, John, thank you. Thank you for the phone call. And speaking of bike lanes, uh, that's going to be coming to council on Wednesday, the idea of removing a lane of traffic from the Camby Street Bridge to make it a dedicated bike lane. And the cyclists, and we talked to them on the show yesterday, will have us believe it's all about pedestrian safety. It's also the pedestrians on the bridge will be safe from the cyclists. Uh, I don't know about you. I walk over that bridge all the time. I ride my bike over that bridge. I drive over that bridge. When cycling or walking, I have never felt unsafe. And even on game nights, even when people are making their way to the stadiums to see sporting events. If cyclists are really concerned about pedestrian safety, here's an idea. Why don't you ride your bike a little slower? The sidewalk that is a shared sidewalk on the Canby Bridge is more than big enough to accommodate the cyclists and the pedestrians. And taking a lane of traffic out of that bridge, that bridge that backs up every single day, I think is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. It's unfortunate that this council is likely going to ram it through before they disintegrate. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.